Welcome to Frontline Static, a podcast that helps bridge the gap between healthcare workers and first responders and everything in between. Wow, it has been a minute since I caught up with you guys and a dropped a podcast episode here, but I just wanted to update you guys a little bit on what's going on in my personal life and what's going on in business. So in California, it's been kind of weird here in the month of March. It's been a ton of rain and a ton of snow in the mountains, and we've even experienced some hail. So it's been very interesting um, in a time where last year it was warmer and a lot more sunnier here. So um, interesting weather here. My kids are deep in swim season right now. They have early morning practices, and we are going to swim meets. And so that's been just really fun. I'm really enjoying um I think for once, parenting teenagers, three of them all at the same time. And it's just been challenging and fun. (laughs) And um, I'm just at a very good place personally. And so business-wise, I wanted to let you guys know a little bit about what I'm working on. Um, I still have my one-on-one coaching with my clients in career coaching, mindset coaching, um, coaching and getting into flight nursing, and um, general life coaching for anything that's coming up for people as they're trying to get the results and get to the goals that they want to in life or just live a happier, more abundant work-life balance for themselves in the shift work that they're doing. Um, And then another offer that I just started was group coaching. And right now I am taking five people, five nurses who are trying to get into flight nursing and we are doing everything, interview prep, mindset prep, case scenario prep, um, areas where they are weaker, and um, we're just having a really good time as a group so far, and I'm going to help take five of those people into um, application processes and hopefully getting offers extended to them and accepting some of those offers. And so that's been really fun to coach people in a group. I'm also going to be opening up another group starting in June, and it's going to be for people who want to create big things in their life and want to get to their goals and have some self-doubt and want to gain a little bit more confidence to get there. So I am looking to more group coaching this year in my business. But today I am going to be having a conversation with one of my clients, Stevie. He has been in law enforcement the last eight years and he has been in EMS for the last 15. And today was such an interesting conversation because I see a lot of my current clients and a lot of people going through this paralysis by analysis that he talks about. And he goes into detail about what that meant for him and kind of how that was stifling him personally and in his career and how coaching has really helped him come out of it and um, helped him see that it is actually one of his superpowers and how it's created more abundance and um, satisfaction and happiness in his goals and his life and how it ultimately has helped him make a decision and how to move forward to get to his ultimate goal. And so I'm excited to share this interview with you today. And without further ado, here is my conversation with Stevie. Also mentioned that we do experience a little bit of internet connection issues. So there are some choppy parts, but I have edited it and published it to kind of bring the conversation together as much as we could. And um, I do want to mention that I enjoy doing these interviews with my clients because I 
don't have anything planned, don't have any questions planned ahead of time. I just like to have an organic conversation with them with very little editing and I like to see where it goes. I produce these for the reason that I know that there's someone out there who needs to hear something from our conversation. And so I hope that you can get something out of our conversation that we spent together um, talking about analysis paralysis and kind of what coaching has done for him. Hey, Stevie, thanks for joining me today. I appreciate you being on the podcast and I cannot wait for people to just hear our conversation today and get something out of it. Yeah, I, uh, I'm super excited. I'm very honored to uh, be on it and it's been great. Let's just like start out, tell everybody a little bit about yourself, whatever you would like to share with people. Yeah, so I, um, I'm 34 years old next week. Um, I live in the kind of Rocky Mountain area of the U.S. Um, I, uh, I've been in law enforcement for eight years, um, and, and I've also been in EMS for, I don't know, 15 years or something. Um, most of that just kind of part-time or side jobs, that type of thing. Um, so I have a lot of kind of public safety background. Um, I have a wife and a, a giant dog um lots of fun there so i i kind of came to you i um i think i saw you on instagram somehow um and i was kind of at a point in my um kind of professional career where i just i, I needed direction i needed guidance um and it was starting to the the lack of that was um kind of starting to affect my personal life um so yeah, we've been meeting together for, I think, almost six months now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, let's talk about, I love it because you were the first one that introduced me to this concept of like uh, paralyzing by analyzation. What did you call it? Paralysis by analysis. Yes. When I first heard you say that, I had never heard that phrase before, but since then, I've had a lot of clients come to me with that, but tell me what that meant to you when we first started working together. Yeah, so um, basically that means that you, you analyze a situation so much that you actually become kind of trapped or paralyzed by it. Um, like I said, I was looking for change and, and direction and, and kind of a boost. Um, so I, I work for local law enforcement, um, but I I kind of have, I still have this dream of trying to get hired by a, a certain federal agency. Um, U.S. Marshal Service, if anybody's out there listening, you know, shoot me a line, I guess. <laughs> um, so trying to, um, and, and the hiring process is just what it is, you know, it's, it, it can take time, especially for a, a very serious, you know, federal government job. There's a lot for them to, to check on and do. Um, and so I was just at this point where it's like I, I knew what I wanted, but I wasn't kind of there mentally um, and that type of thing. And the more I looked at the situation, the more I looked at, you know, opportunities within my department, opportunities outside of law enforcement, that type of thing. I eventually just came to this point where I 
was stuck and just couldn't do anything. And so I just kind of buried my feelings and buried my thoughts and just went to work every day um, and did what kind of people expected. And, you know, I'd, I'd hear advice given from senior leaders and people I respected. So I just kind of followed that and tried to emulate some of their career paths um, and realized it, it wasn't working for me. Mm -hmm. What have you learned from coaching? Because I think that a lot of people do that. A lot of people, especially in careers where it's like very linear to try to get to, to where you want to go. But oftentimes there's different ways of getting there, right? Somewhere in your right. story. Um, and I think a, a lot of people other do that too. Like they cling to what the people higher up are saying to them, but it's just like coaching gives you this view in a neutral way of that your family and your coworkers can't give you who are already biased and on your side. Um, and so what, how has coaching helped you with some decision-making and that um, analysis, that paralysis by analysis? Yeah, good question. Um, the, the thing I've loved probably most about coaching is that it's not therapy. Um, I think you, um, you told us one of our very first sessions that um, therapy is kind of focused on the past and trying to, to work through some of those emotions and, and heal some of those things to make you a better person in, in the present. Um, whereas coaching and, and specifically where our coaching has been about my career, um, not, I mean, the, the personal life kind of comes into it, but we, you know, it's very much about the the career um, and trying to make myself a better person within the career and get where I want to be. Um, that, that's the thing I love most about coaching. Um, and I love that you've been able to reflect a lot of different things to me. Um, when we first started talking, um, I viewed my kind of a, a analyzing and, and looking at things as, as a very negative thing. Um, and I looked at it, the fact of like, oh yeah, I, I can assess a situation, but that's all I do. And, and that's not a good thing. And um, there were a lot of times in life where I kind of felt like I was on the, the road to hell paved with good intentions, um, that I, I had ideas or thoughts, but I could never just kind of manifest them or, or do things. Um, and <clears throat> you've been able to, first off, kind of flip that around for me and, and show me that analysis is my, my superpower and one of my strengths. Um, and to not be ashamed of that, um, but to embrace it instead and see how I can use that for my benefit instead of trying to, um, like I said, bury it and um, d diminish that part of me uh, as a shame type of thing. Um, so you've, you've helped me do that um, and you've helped me uh, realize that, because for, for a good few sessions, we were talking about this, I, this idea or this concept of kind of having this elite mindset or being kind of elite type of person, um, which is, I, I'm sure those type of people exist in business and that type of thing. I just have never worked much in the private sector, mm -hmm. um, but in military and public safety and that type of thing, like you hear the stories, you see the TV shows about the people who just kind of did something different or went above and beyond. Um, 
And I, I liked that you were able to bring in your experience with other clients. You told me that you've worked with people in, in EMS and in the military and that type of thing. Um, and helped me kind of realize that we're all human on the inside. Mm-hmm. Um, that behind the, the public figures and, and the stories and the biographies, there's a, a human who still has to wake up every day and brush their teeth um, and experiences happiness and sadness and everything in between. So I, um, just shifting a lot of my mindset um, through the way that you coach of, just like you said, reflecting back to me and offering insights um, and just kind of your, I, I think your, your background and knowledge of the type A personality of working in non-typical nine to five kind of office jobs. Um, it's been, it's been comforting to, to kind of have that and have somebody who understands the, the culture, but doesn't know my specific job, doesn't know my specific company. Um, and, and therefore just offers a more general view to, to help me and not just reflect back to me, but really kind of get me on the path of figuring out for myself um, what's going on. Yeah, I love that. And I love that you also brought up that I think at some point, every single one of us who works in this type of atypical career where it's not nine to five, think about, and I know I was stuck in this for years, about how we're so different from the rest of the world. Yeah. And sometimes that can bog us down. I know I struggled with that a lot, like just being a mother and seeing other stay-at-home moms or moms who worked nine to five. It's just like the reality of the things that we do and the things that we see just sets us apart so differently. And then it's hard to not get into this compare and despair with other people, especially when we're going through something mentally. Absolutely. It, uh, and I, that's a lesson I first learned uh, what was it, my sophomore or junior year in high school, um, so almost 15 years ago, scary enough to say, um, but I was, I was on the high school wrestling team, um, I was not very good, um, and that's totally okay, um, but I, um, I lost a, uh, like an intramural match or, or kind of an in-house match to see who would be the, the starter, who would be on the varsity squad, basically, mm-hmm. um, and I, I lost that and um, was kind of pretty upset about it. I remember the, the coach pulling me in the office and kind of comforting me, letting me know it was going to be okay. And um, he, he told me that I can't compare myself to others, that I can only compare myself to, to myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and all these years later, it's still something I'm trying to master. Um, but like I said, the, especially the, the past couple of weeks, I've really started to but let me back up a second. The building blocks, I think, started a few months ago, but the, the past couple of weeks, it's really kind of come together of, I've just kind of not necessarily woken up, just back from, it wasn't a bad direction. I'm not here to, to badmouth anybody or, or anything like that. Um, just was a, a different direction than I think I was, I was happy with. And 
so I've, I've decided to kind of take it back and, and go after I want and take a step back, readjust some things um, and, and kind of pave my own path forward. Um, that's not comparable to other people um, and is, is what's best for me and my family and, and has, is hopefully will end up uh, where I want it to, to be in the long run, you know, 20, 30 years from now. Mm-hmm. What, what do you think helped you come to that decision? Like you mentioned, it was the last couple of months, but we've been kind of working at, with this um, analysis and paralysis for a long time and decision-making. So what do you think it was that's really got you to sit down and just make those decisions for yourself? It's a good question. Um, I think it was probably kind of a, a culmination of factors and sense of just the, after every session we, we talked, I just kind of felt motivated and excited. Um, and you, um, you'd send me our, our notes from the session and I was able to just kind of reflect on those, I was able to sit down and, and talk with my wife about those. Um, and and kind of share what I was learning and what I was growing and get her insight. Um, and, and then just as, as time went on and I, with, with my analysis and with just the way kind of my, my, my process works and my intellect, I've always been focused on the, the long range, the long term, the, the five, 10, five, 10 year plan. Um, but you've helped me adjust some of that. And I wouldn't say adjust, but you've helped me to, to focus on some of the short term of what about the, the six months from now, what about the, the year from now? Um, we've kind of done some role playing of, you know, the, the me in 2024 mm-hmm. coming back to the me now and saying, hey, look where I've ended up or look what's going on and um, being able to have a conversation with my future self. Um, and I, I realized that time goes by um, and I could continue to debate and look for the absolute perfect thing, um, but I would never find it because such a thing doesn't exist. Um, but instead I've been able to kind of take the, the good with the bad. Um, and I think um, it, it's a phrase I've heard before, but my, my dad has told me that too, that don't let perfect good in the way of good um, in the sense of as I'm, as I'm looking for the absolute perfect thing and that hits all my check boxes and everything I want, um, in the meantime, I'm passing by other opportunities um, which would have been good for me and, and would have been great. And I just kind of decided that I don't want any more time to go, go by because um, if um, or or take an action then then it would already be a year or two into that kind of new new path um, and so I decided I just I don't want any more time to go by um, and um, it's. It doesn't matter where I'm at or how far I'm into my career. Um, what matters is is happiness and going after what I want. Yeah, yeah, that's great. I mean, for those people out there who are really struggling with 
the analysis in their life and like letting it seep into their personal life, like similar to where you were when we first started together, you told me that you've come to the realization that it's your superpower and you have it work for you. So can you speak on that for maybe those people who are struggling with that, how can they make it work for themselves? The, the question you asked me was how I, one kind of how I came to learn analysis of my superpower, um, but more so how I was able to use that superpower to propel myself forward. Um, and the, the concept of kind of started looking into over the past like month from the technology world um, is data analysis. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's basically just taking the, the data that you have and being able to analyze it and get the information out of it um, and then using that to make decisions. So specifically the way I've applied that to my life um, is that I, I had lots of journal entries and spreadsheets and different, you know, just word documents from, from the past few years as I've looked at things and, and analyzed it. And so I went back and I reviewed some of my past analysis um, and some of my, like my past journal entries and, and spreadsheets and things. And I looked for kind of some of the common themes and I looked for the things that have stood out. And I kind of turned to that analysis on myself of, okay, well, what, what are the things I've always dreamed of? What are my, my real interests? Um, Cause I, within law enforcement, it's a very broad career. Um, there's all sorts of specialty investigations and there's, civil law enforcement, there's, you know, criminal law enforcement, there's, there's all sorts of things. Um, and so I've just looked at the, the kind of different aspects and realized that I, which part I, I like the most, um, tried to go after that and, and just really sat down and, and thought like, okay, where, what are the things I've always dreamed of? And what are the things I've always wanted? Um, and, and I've, I, I analyzed that um, about myself and I, I surprisingly came up with some answers and I, I found some common themes and I, I found a couple of things that I'd said over and over again. Um, and then at the end of it, I just had to use courage and listen to my gut and, and what felt right and, and move forward with that. I love that you said that at the end, because as overachievers, and we talk about this, we try to action our way to the next best thing. And you have an infinite amount of options of things that you can do, but what you did at the end or what you've done like recently is you sat down and you've thought about like, what are the things that you've always wanted? What are the things that you've always dreamed about? And it's really this mindset shift that we work on, right? Like if we can get our thoughts aligned with where we want to be, then that's how we can truly make decisions for ourselves. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, the it reminds me of um, something that we've talked about in our coaching. Um, I don't know if all your clients are like this, but I apparently I love analogies. Um, yes. I, I don't, and I, I wanted you to bring this up because I, this is one of the reasons why I love coaching you because you love analogies and I love being able to bring them to you. So tell me about, um, this analogy, because I wanted you to 
give me one example of one that you really loved. Yeah. You, you talked about actioning our way out of things. Um, specifically, um, like an EMS, um, for, for those of you listening who work in, in medicine or kind of high stress situations. When, as a paramedic, when I'm presented with a patient who is in cardiac arrest or having a heart attack or a stroke or, or major trauma, um, there are there are actions that I do to help that person and, and to try and get them to the hospital and, and try and kind of save their life. Um, and there, there's not much emotion involved in that because it's, it's a high stress situation. And I, I've realized I was doing that to my life that I was just trying to action my way to things. Um, and the analogy that we came up with was paving a roadway um, that you have to, you know, first, if, if it's a brand new road, you first have to go through and clear out you know, the dirt or whatever was there first um, and, and smooth it down and lay it. Um, but eventually it comes time to laying down the asphalt and, and smoothing that over. Um, and I was trying to figuratively lay down the asphalt in my life, um, ignoring the rocks and the plants and the different, you know, bumps that were still in the roadway um, that were just the, the thoughts and kind of emotions I, and, and feelings and, and circumstances I had. Mm -hmm. um, and so we talked about instead of just paving over those, and then you just end up having a road that's bumpy and prone to potholes and just the, the ones that nobody likes driving on. Um, instead trying to integrate those things into the asphalt and, and blend everything together um, to use another analogy, like baking cookies. Um, you have to, to mix all the ingredients together. Um, the, the cookies aren't going to turn out if you have all the dry ingredients and, and the wet ingredients and then the, the chocolate chips and you put it in three different piles um, in the oven or you just plop it on top of each other it has to be blended in order for everything to come together. Yes, I love that. I love coaching you because I love how you use analogies and then I love being able to bring them to you. So um, that's like one of my favorite parts. And I've just seen so much growth and I know that you felt it too, especially now that you've been able to make some of these really big decisions that have really um, been hard for you to make in the past. And so I'd love to ask you one more question today and really um, get your input on what are some of the biggest changes that you've seen in yourself um, now doing coaching for the last six months weekly together? That's a, that's a good question. Um... I think in some ways a, a competence um, and and not being afraid to speak up for what I want. Um, it's still a work in progress, um, but I something I didn't entirely know about myself until I got married a couple of years ago um, was how much of kind of a, a yes man I am, um, mm -hmm. which can be good but not at the detriment of myself where I just to ignore myself and, and what I want and how I feel just to kind of appease others or do what I think should quote unquote be done or what the, the right 
quote unquote thing to do is. Um, always looking for those decisions rather than the decision of, well, what is best for me and what is best for my family? Um, mm -hmm. And so that's the biggest thing is that I, I've been able to step that, that actually recently resulted um, in me um, kind of stepping down from a, this basically assistant manager type position that I had at work, um, just going back to a frontline employee, um, mm -hmm. because I, I just looked at the situation, I, I analyzed it and compared to what was going on. And I realized it just, it, the, the path I was headed on um, of, you know, climbing up the, the kind of administration fast and, and moving that direction was, is not right for me at this time. And there are other opportunities in life that I, I still dream of and still want to pursue. Um, and honestly, at times keep me up at night. So yeah. um, I've been able to stand up and say, I, I love you guys, but I, I gotta do what's best for me and what's right for me um, and do what's best for my, my physical and my mental health. Yeah, and that's going to be amazing for you for what is to come in the future. And I really think that that's the result of you really future focusing on what's important to you now in the short term and the long term. Absolutely. It, it was looking at it and it was saying, you know, there's the road I'm on is good. And I think this is an important principle because um, I'm not saying I was headed down a bad path or things were awful or um, anything like that. It's just, you know, the, the road I was on was was good, um, but it wasn't the the right one to do. Um, you know, to use a I, I think a final analogy, if you're headed to a road trip um, and you you're headed up to I, I know the Dakotas to see Mount Rushmore, um, that that's the good thing to do. That there's nothing wrong with that. Um, but for some people, Mount Rushmore would be boring um, and they'd rather turn around and go to LA and go to the beach and then party. So every road is, is good. Um, you just have to find the one that's right for you. And that's part of why decision-making is hard is because you look at it and you say, well, well, both options are, are good. And it's not like there's a negative thing here, um, but it's, it's possible and it does happen that you can find the road that is right for you. I love that coaching has been able to do that for you and really, you know, give you the clarity that you need to be able to go forward and make some of these decisions. And like I've said, I've really enjoyed coaching you and, and I hope to continue kind of help see you down this journey and help you get clarity and continue to make some of these decisions. Um, I think like, I know I said that was one last question, but one other question that came up for me when you were talking about that is someone who might be hesitant to do coaching because they've never heard of it or seen of it or knew someone who experienced it, what would you tell them who was kind of thinking about if it's a good decision for them or not to help them make some of these decisions? Well, the, the first thing I would say is that our first session together was free. Um, you offered a, a free 40 a minute consult um and then from there you didn't pressure me into to signing up or or buying anything um and and so it's 
for those of people who are are wondering, I mean, it's it, 45 minutes of your time is is nothing. And whether it's with Janessa or whether it's somebody else, um, you know, it, it doesn't matter. You again, the road analogy. You have to find the the one that's right for you. Um, but I I would say that if if you're thinking about it, um, if you're you're nervous about it, um, what's it going to hurt? Um, it's a very low risk, high reward um, adventure to start on, um, and you you never know what it'll bring. Um, and it doesn't matter if you're completely happy or, or and satisfied in your career, or if you're kind of at a uh, paralyzed spot through your analysis. Um, I, I believe that everybody deserves to be happy um, and everybody deserves to achieve their dreams. And so if you're thinking about it, if you're not, not sure about it, um, try it out and, and see what works for you. Yes. Thank you, Stevie. I really, really appreciate you being on today. I think we talked about some really things that people are struggling with. And I see it a lot in my current clients and people who are coming to me now too. So I know that something that you said today is going to be helpful for someone out there. Um, and I hope that, you know, we continue to create big things for you by working together. Yeah, it, it's been a pleasure to be on today. Again, I feel honored that you would invite me and it's been a great conversation. So thank you for this. And, and thank you for all of our coaching together. Okay. Thanks Stevie. And we'll see you tomorrow on our session. Hey, can't wait. All right. Bye. If you are suffering from paralysis by analysis, just like Stevie, come find out what coaching can do for you. Come find out how it can get you clarity and get you the results that you're wanting in your life so that you can move forward and not be boggled down by the thoughts that are going on and spinning in your head. Thanks for joining me this week, and I can't wait to chat next week. Bye.